Hey, happy new year. Um, happy 2023, everybody. Uh, I'm Sarah Jessica, and this is Hot Shots. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in again. I really appreciate it. Um, I haven't talked much today, so you're going to be excited to hear that. <laughs> um, I also haven't like recorded myself in a couple months, so I'm hoping I'm not going to be too rusty. Um, but I knew you guys are pretty forgiving, so I'm sure you'll be okay with that. Today, we have a really lovely guest. Um, I'm talking to Liv Sacco. She is a Toronto based wedding, live music, and lifestyle photographer. You can find Liv online at livesacco.jpg on Instagram and also livesacco.photo on Instagram, which is her wedding account. Uh, and then you can check out her website at livesacco.jpg.mypixieset.com. Uh, did I say that correctly, Liv? Yes. yes Perfect. Right. <laughs> it's a long uh, URL, so and not long. one I've seen before. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you doing? Good, good. Settling into the new year. How are you? Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I um, worked from home today from uh, the snow. Um, I'm guessing it's snowing there in Toronto. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of snow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thankfully I worked from home, but that means I haven't really had any human interaction. So I haven't spoken much today, but um, so I'm hoping I won't be too rusty. Uh, but how are you feeling tonight? I am good. I've also been home all day working and doing editing. So the only person or I guess animals I've talked to are my cats. So yeah. we're like in the same boat. <laughs> Gorgeous. Amazing. I'm glad we're in it together. That's the important thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we'll just start it off with um, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up, so I was kind of, I was born in Newmarket, raised in Barrie for a few years until about grade two. Um, and then I moved to Mansfield, it's called. It's it's very small, kind of little town next to a ski hill in the country um, in Ontario as well. But then I stayed there all through high school and um, I live in Newmarket now. So not far from the city, but I've kind of just been all around this area. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And um, what kind of art did you grow up around? Did you grow up around photography? Did you grow up around a lot of visual arts? Uh, what was that like as a kid and in your youth? Um, my dad was a musician, so I grew up with a lot of um, music in my house, for sure, and then just kind of a base level amount of art, um, just kind of from him and his interpretation and him speaking on things, but I didn't really get into, uh, like, visual arts of any sort for a super long time. I've never been talented at, like, drawing uh, or anything rather like that, but my aunt gifted me a camera when I was still in elementary school. And that's kind of how I started doing that kind of stuff. Um, nice. But otherwise, yeah, not really like a heavy art house or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. And um, who was the first artist or photographer or maybe piece of art that really spoke to you? Ooh. Um. Ah, oh, man, that's a hard one. I... I just loved when I was younger, I got really into the photography. Um, like I used to take pictures of animals a lot. That's how I got started. But when I started flipping through pages of books um, in the library and stuff, I just got really into like, I don't know. I don't know the right word for it. Like maybe a still life or like uh, kind of just like in the moment type photos, kind of the storytelling stuff. I 
sort of do now, I guess it translated, um, just not one particular person, but like a collection of different things that I had seen of just people living their life, Mm -hmm. uh, and it looking a certain way. That's kind of what sparked my attention with photography. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, um, uh, when did you first start? So what, what age were you given that camera and, um, were you interested in photography before that? Or was that really when it sparked? Um, I was gifted the camera. I think I was like probably 12 or Mm -hmm. 13 and I'd only been around cameras prior to that just because of that same aunt of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, she's responsible for all of the photos in my childhood for sure. Um, because she just always had the camera around. So I definitely had a curiosity, uh, because of that, but I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like really even dive into learning about the camera itself probably until college because in my high school is very small and we didn't have a photography course or anything. So I did it for fun, but I, I never learned a thing about it, um, professionally until I went to college. Sure. Sure. Was she a photographer, your aunt? Um, more of like a hobbyist, but she was very into it. Like she, she shot film, um, digital. She kind of knew a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. So she kind of had a bit, a bit of help, but not all of the information for me. Totally. Totally. And, um, what, uh, what, do you remember what camera that was? Like what kind of camera she gave you? It was like, I think it was a little Fuji film digital. Um, yeah, it definitely was a little Fujifilm digital that just had like an SD card in the side, but I can't remember which model or anything now, but it was a good camera. Like it was, it was really good. I'd be curious to even find out what happened to it now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, when did you buy, um, a camera, like your, the first camera you bought with your own money after that, uh, Fuji one? Um, that was also in high school, uh, mm-hmm. and I bought a Canon Rebel, whatever series it was at the time from Costco. I like begged my parents for it. Um, and I had a horse at the time. So it, my big thing was like, well, I want to take pictures of the barn and I want to take pictures of my horse and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it wasn't the most expensive on, on the market or anything like that. So they caved and they, they gave me that. And then from that kind of spiraled into all kinds of things. Yeah. Nice. Um, what uh, what styles uh, were you originally aiming for, and what were your first subjects? Um, well, my first subjects were definitely the animals, like horses. I used to crawl in their paddocks and stuff and take pictures of them uh, all the time. And sorry, what was the first part of that? Yeah. Um, what styles were you aiming for? Like, did you have a certain uh, kind of yeah, a certain kind of style that you were going for? Probably the same as what I was saying before with like the um, in the moment type things. Like I really got a lot out of like taking a picture and then explaining it to somebody after the fact. Like Mm -hmm. I really liked like them being able to kind of see and feel what was going on, but there being so much of a context to it um, that was like interesting for me to explain it like oh I took a picture of this horse and like this is what was happening so I kind of just leaned into like storytelling moments I guess I suppose sure yeah and um what uh what was the first time that somebody noticed your talent or your passion for photography um probably in grade six Mm -hmm. I used to 
take, like I said, I would bring my camera to school a lot just for fun, even in elementary school. And I made a slideshow uh, for one of my teachers, which looking back on it now, like feels a little weird and like stalkerish, but mm-hmm. I loved her. She was like the best teacher. And I made like a compilation of, like of our whole year. Oh, so all the sweet. students, like we had done portraits and blah, blah, blah. And then my teacher emailed my parents and said like, that was really sweet. Your daughter's really talented. And, um, yeah, from there they at the school, they kind of started asking me to do certain things. Like, can you bring your camera for this or whatever? Um, so I would say that was probably the first time it was recognized that, um, like I had a camera and I was doing stuff with it. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Um, Yeah. What were the, uh, the first kind of things after animals, um, that you were being like asked to photograph like events and stuff like that? Or how did that go for you? Yeah, I so I went to college for a year. And then after that year, um, I started second shooting um, for Emily Jean photography, who's another wonderful wedding photographer. And I shot a few weddings with her. And I think that that's like I only did one year of college. Um, it was a two-year program, but I only did the first year. The second year was going into a lot more of like product um, and fashion pr- photography, and I knew I was enjoying the working with the people um, and not so much the editorial stuff at the time. So I didn't finish, and then I just got the experience. So then I kind of just dove into weddings after that, I would say. Um, and then, I mean, like family shoots and all those things came and went through the years as I figured out my niche um, and what I enjoyed shooting. But weddings have kind of always been top of the chain, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, when did you begin to think about um, a future in photography for you? Um. Probably not until the end of high school, like when Mm -hmm. we were picking our courses and going off to school and stuff, I was very much, uh, I don't know. I just, I said like, this is what I'm applying for. And I just did. I actually like, I feel like I kind of went into it like all black, uh, like blacked out, walked in and just (laughs) did it because I felt like it was right um and I don't I I had so many people um including my current partner at the time who was saying I don't think that's a good career choice Mm. for you um but I did it anyways and yeah I just kind of felt like an instinct I just kind of I just did it I don't know I was really Mm. lucky (laughs) yeah well you're making it work so good for you yeah (laughs) yeah and where did you go for uh, college or university um, I went to Georgian College, so in Barrie, and yeah, just the one year, and I lived on residence there for the one year, and mm-hmm. they had a really great program, really awesome teachers, like I can't speak highly enough of some of the teachers, um, but yeah, I just, I only didn't stay because it just didn't pertain to me for the second year. Sure, yeah. Um, what do you think was the most important lesson that you took away from that schooling? Um... Probably, like, probably just that no, like, no one person is correct, but it's also, like, it's valuable to listen to the opinions of others, because Mm -hmm. I remember being really frustrated in college when my teachers would tell me stuff like, uh, just delivering photos or how to shoot things or um, working with clients and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and how they felt the business went and I very much kind of wanted, like didn't understand why things had to be so old school. Um, And 
that kind of like disregarding of knowledge definitely set me back from trying to understand what they're trying to teach me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also helped me in utilizing some different paths for myself and how I want my business to look like on my own. Mm-hmm. So my biggest lesson would probably be, yeah, that like a little bit of me and a little bit of other people probably makes for the best mixture of like business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, um, do you market yourself mainly through social media? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I only had Instagram uh, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I only just started, like I had a website and stuff that I, I set up, but then I um, didn't really have anything else. No Pinterest or TikTok or mm-hmm. Twitter or anything. I, I just got those things in the last little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm trying to branch out there now as well because yeah. it's obviously very important and uh it's very easy to get all your time sucked into one app especially when it's instagram and it's photo based so i can scroll on it all day oh yeah uh what do you find does the best is it still instagram for you um for business purposes yeah mm-hmm. instagram just because i have such a following and because there's people that yeah have followed me on there for so long but i will say tiktok is picked up some speed um I had some luck on TikTok with like a prior thing that I was doing just for fun when I was talking about music and just kind of playing around on the app for my own pleasure and um it did really well so I took to it for my photography and it's been certainly picking up speed not at the same rate but it's it's definitely a great resource cool yeah I've definitely seen some photographers blow up on there so I think that that's um it's a great resource for that yeah 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 um, do you mind me asking what TikTok blew up? Um, like for my photography related stuff? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. If that's what yeah, you're going so Yeah. It was just um, like, I'm just kind of giving wedding tips and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was one of my TikToks about uh, like having an alternative idea to your wedding and not having a bridal party at all. Mm-hmm. And um the different reasons why and what you could do without having a bridal party. So it was yeah. just kind of like a hot take and it was some new information. I think people haven't really read before. So yeah. it really did well. Awesome. That's super cool. Um, yeah. Um, do you think that you'll be uh, using TikTok? Do you think that might take over as like one of your main platforms or what would you, um, what would you say are the most important platforms for your business right now? I think TikTok will be utilized more for mm-hmm. sure, especially just with the way video is mm-hmm. um, taking over nowadays and short clips and stuff like that. It's just more of it's more time consuming, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a little more work. But um, yeah, that and, and Pinterest 100 percent is something I have to um, get much more familiar and regular with because yeah. I know I just know it's very very important for SEO and all of those things so yeah. um, again it's just not as interesting or fun as Instagram for me but it is important to utilize especially with the whole fear of like people's Instagram accounts being hacked nowadays it's yeah. just horrifying <laughs> true yeah yeah I didn't even think about that but yeah Pinterest is great for weddings right so that's yeah that's ideal for you yeah yeah cool um, do you want to plug your Pinterest and TikTok just while we're on it? Yeah. Um, like, do you want me to like, just tell you what it is? Yeah. Like same kind of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. My TikTok is actually the same name as everything else. It's just Live Sacco JPEG. So uh, JPG at the end of it. And then um, my Pinterest should just be Live Sacco Photo. Yeah. Awesome. 
Cool. Yeah. Cool. Pretty much the same everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, I'm looking at my questions here. Uh, no, I'm losing okay. myself. Um, do you, um, when did you start gaining some traction on Instagram? Um, what year was that? Around what time? Could you tie that to a certain post or something you were doing online? Uh, when did that following start ramping up for you? Um, with weddings, I would say kind of just after I had shot a few of my own, like once I had probably five weddings under my belt and I had content, uh, I found that it started to ramp up. I also found that with my photography, my wedding photography page um, account, I also ramped up a lot when I was doing family sessions, which is something I did at a a crazy, crazy speed. Um, back when I was first starting, I was doing like 10 a day mm -hmm. sometimes, um, just really trying to get the portfolio built up. So I definitely got a lot of following and traction then. Um, and then on my like film account, which is my music account and stuff, I just think it's been doing better now. Like I've only made it in the last, I don't know, six months or so, but it's been picking up a lot of speed now. So, um, the more that I've interacted with like-minded people um, and met some really cool people, people who like shoot film or in music and kind of have those commonalities. It seems to have like created sort of a community on that page, which is really neat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I mean, it looks like you may, would you say you mainly shoot weddings out of all the, the, uh, yeah, shoots you like that's yeah. my, yeah. Full time, I guess you would. Yeah. My yeah. main thing. Your bread and butter kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, why did you choose weddings? I just, I don't, I don't know what the main reason was that started it. Like there was never a point where I was like, oh, I just have to shoot weddings. I just have always gotten like when I was younger, I didn't get a, not that I didn't get along, but kids didn't like me. Mm -hmm. So me and kids and family photos and stuff, that wasn't, um, so much of an option, but with weddings and stuff, I just was like, yeah, they're people, they're couples, like they're like you know, relatable people. I know what it's like yeah. to be in love and want to get married and stuff like that. So yeah. it was more just a relatability thing. And then the older I've gotten, I would say it's more of just like a, I don't know. It's like, a, I, there's so much to weddings. It's like a whole, there's so much like beginning to end. It's, it's an entire event sort mm -hmm. of thing. So I just get a lot out of like capturing sort of the best day of somebody's life. Even if things are going wrong, it's still, so spectacular because there's just so much good happening. Yeah. Um, so, uh, is, uh, is your, your freelance, your business, is that your main, um, your main job? Is that your nine to five or do you also work outside of that? No, it's my nine to five. I used okay. to have, um, like a part-time job, but I think I, that was the last time I did that was in 2021 one at the mm -hmm. very beginning of it so it's mm -hmm. yeah been a little bit but this has been my full-time thing well congrats that's awesome yeah thank yeah. you it's very difficult to do in the arts so that's a yes. big accomplishment <laughs> yeah um what does your typical week look like uh, my typical week can kind of be all over the place because I would not consider myself a structured or organized person sure. and I tend to work with chaos. Yeah. Um, so during wedding season and stuff, I'm, 
I'm definitely more regulated. But right now, it's a lot of waking up and doing itinerary building um, for my couples just as they get back to me. And a lot of like pre work so stuff that's going on on my computer contracts all the paperwork kind of not fun stuff and um usually in the afternoon at some point after lunch I try and have some creative time so doing writing that I'm working on or um, reading just something other than staring at the computer typically (laughs) oh yeah yeah Yeah. it's a long day (laughs) absolutely yeah um how yeah i'm 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 a social media manager outside of like my blogging and podcasting so i'm always in front of a screen and um i definitely need some time away so i relate to that oh yes yeah do you have like the blue light glasses are they called i don't should i get some i don't know i've heard they make a difference but hmm. i i also have never tried them hmm maybe that'd be a good investment yeah <laughs> yeah um How do you manage, especially because what you do, you're going to these large social events all the time. How do you manage burnout? Um, So that probably took a few, like a collective amount of years, probably until honestly last year to get my footing on because I've always been very like motivated by work um, and stuff like that. So it's very hard for me to turn down things Mm -hmm. and I definitely overdid myself in all types of photography to a point, I think, in 2019 where I was going to not do anything anymore. Um, And now I just I I take less. um, My prices have gone up and I take less clients and Mm -hmm. only what I can manage, honestly. Like, I just I don't feel bad saying no to people as much anymore because I just know I can't get them the experience they want if I can't take it on. Yeah, no, you need boundaries. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Um, Did you say you almost quit in 2019? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I was very frustrated and done with my wedding season and I just felt like I had a string of kind of hard, um, hard like weddings and stuff like that. I just felt, yeah, so backed up and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then it took me a little bit through COVID actually, I would say, which yeah. seems to be a lot of people's story. Yeah. But um that break really like motivated me to realize that I do actually like doing it. I just need to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um what uh what do you mean by hard weddings? Um what makes a wedding particularly difficult for you? Um I would say typically like now my max my max package is eight eight hours um, mm-hmm. and they can add on hours on the day of but I didn't used to build my itineraries with my couples or do anything so I was very much at the whim of just showing up and hoping things went to plan um, so the days could be hard and crazy because things are just sort of happening whereas now like I was saying in January in the early months of the year I take the time to prepared like crazy so I have an itinerary that we agree on and make together they can send out to all their other vendors I know all their vendors ahead of time like I'm basically walking into a wedding that it feels like I had a very big part in planning so I don't um I just don't feel I don't feel stressed or it doesn't feel hard anymore it feels like I I know these people and I I know everything that's going on good good yeah um do you uh, have you ever shot a wedding for a couple that later divorced? Yeah, actually, Oof. I think yeah. I think like two or three now. Oh wow! 
Yeah. And yeah. like, I mean, I've been doing this for some time, but not that long. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How does that feel when you find out that information? Oh, it sucks. It's awful because you feel like you've gotten to know these people so, so well over your time together and you've really invested yourself in their relationship and what you know of it um, anyways. And so, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty heartbreaking also because I like to stay in contact with my couples and a lot of them come back and they do, you know, update life moment type photos. So it's, it's definitely hard to see that because I would like to obviously hope that all my weddings have happy endings because it's such a positive day, but life is life. So things happen. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as I've heard before, there's really no such thing as a sad divorce. They're usually kind of happy. They're usually good. Usually good yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you, uh, what, what, uh, what are the best types of shoots um, that, Sorry, let me rephrase that. What what does the best on Instagram for you? Um, is it a certain type of shoot? Is it a certain type of event? Um, yeah, what does the best for you, do you find? Um, I'd say always boudoir because mm-hmm. there's like the like nudity or mm-hmm. lingerie or anything like that. Oh, I yeah. just, it always does well, though I don't tend to post much of that. Yeah. And then my wedding stuff will do well most of the time, 90% of the time, but it seems to do the very, very best um, when I'm posting in the evening, mm-hmm. typically. And if it's something sort of new and exciting, like a wedding they have never seen before or moments from a wedding um, that they've never like seen those particular moments. Like if the bride and group did something different or whatever, like the couple did something non-traditional, then it's going to be uh, more interest to the people who are looking at it because they don't, it's not, doesn't just look like a boring bridal party photo or something rather. Yeah. yeah. And you said, um, I find that a lot of engagement uh, does the best in the early morning, but you find it does the best for you at night. eh? Yeah. Yeah. I find in the morning, like, it's just, I guess it has done okay because it has like the whole day to accumulate likes or something, but no, I find overall people at night are on their phones more, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Good to know. Um, Is there something that you'd like to improve on, start doing, or something to keep doing uh, when it comes to your online marketing? Um, probably just, like I was saying, improving on uh, spending more equal time mm-hmm. on all of my different ways I can market, not just Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably like continuing to try and stay uh consistent overall like what I do on Instagram I'm pretty consistent in my posting and in my engagement and stuff like that um I just have to amp that up to like across all platforms yeah absolutely yeah Mm uh with the introduction of Instagram however long ago long time ago now um it seems like everyone and you know, with the introduction of smartphones, everyone kind of became at least what they started calling a quote quote photographer. Um, right. Do you think that apps like Instagram have overall helped uh, businesses like yours, um, where you know you have a platform to sell yourself and market yourself, or do you think that apps like Instagram have overall hurt um, your industry? Um, I would say helped. Mm-hmm. 
like tenfold over hurt. Um, there's always the argument of the other side where people feel uh, like phones are taking away just because of the quality of cameras now and you can project aperture like you would with a phone but i just think uh the nature of the art is never going to be replaced mm-hmm. um the same way that like you know they can make music digitally now but there's still people who would rather hear it on a guitar so it's just kind of an audience um like a viewership thing yeah and I just don't, yeah, I don't feel like it really affects, like the phones themselves don't affect the industry. And I think that the fact that the apps and stuff exist at all is fantastic. Otherwise, it would be a lot more um, word of mouth and like, you know, walking up to people and advertising myself, which makes me anxious. So I like the internet. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, much better for introverts, which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I you actually just mentioned what I was just going to bring up is the constant upgrading of cell phone cameras. And do you think that there is, I mean, any chance that smartphones could eventually age out DSLRs or other like professional cameras? Um, And if so, do you think there's a timeline for that? Um, yeah, again, honestly, like, no, because I just think it's like, it's, there's always going to be people that appreciate uh, what you're doing for what you're doing. Like, I just started shooting film in the last year and film has been so outdated for so long, but Mm -hmm. there's still like, it's, it's in so much of a um, demand now that like the film, like actually buying the film stocks in the store and stuff, they've had to reduce how much people can even buy because they can't keep it on the shelves yeah so it's kind of insane yeah I just feel like no matter how good it is I think just the notion of like like what's behind it is enough to get people to always want it around like what the artist is seeing like I I think that's kind of what photography comes down a lot to as well. Like comparing myself to other photographers and stuff. Like I feel like at the end of the day, we could all have the exact same skills, but it's more so about um, our art and the way that we're representing it and the way that people are viewing it that makes us valuable. So mm-hmm. it's just very different. Yeah, totally. Um, how, how do you keep your style and your shoots fresh? Um, do you like to experiment with, uh, different ways of shooting, uh, or do you tend to stay with your specific style and how would you describe that style? Um, I would say through the years I've experimented a lot and I'm definitely always trying to do new things, but overall, I think I've developed a style that's kind of like um it's consistent i would i would say it's like a little bit of like a timeless style something that blends like uh sharpness and motion and all those kind of things um but it took me it took me a while to get there um for sure because i yeah i just i feel like as a photographer you go through a lot of like who am i in terms of how am i editing and how am i taking pictures and what kind of photographer do i want to be do i want to be like dark and moody or light and airy um but i've just kind of parked myself right in between now and i'm just kind of at a comfortable spot with my actual editing and my shooting is now at a place where i can experiment a little bit more um and keep the editing consistent so yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think I'm good where I am now, but I also kind of feel like I always say that and we're always sort of evolving sometimes without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's um, a difference between 
how, like, how would you describe the style uh, that you use when you shoot um, live music photography as opposed to the style that you use during your wedding photography? Um, I would say like with weddings and stuff, things are a little more structured. So mm-hmm. there's always kind of your, like they might vary a little bit, but there's a general structure to the day. Yeah. Whereas with music and stuff like that, you kind of have an idea, but things can go completely awry, uh, whenever. And whenever I'm doing stuff with artists individually, that isn't a live show. Like if it's portraits for an album or portraits for like singles or marketing, anything like that. I try to go into those shoots completely, um, almost no inspiration besides like a little mood board of what we've spoken about. Cause I just feel that it helps open the creativity. Whereas with weddings, um, the creativity is there, but the structure comes first. And then I'm allowed to play with the creativity based on that structure. But with music, it's almost the other way around where mm-hmm. I feel like creativity comes first and the rules sort of come second. Right. Right. Yeah. So they're almost kind of, you know, um, opposites of each other. Yes, totally. Yeah. Which is why I think it's fun. It's like kind of very different sides of my brain having to work, which I love. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, what got you into live music photography? Just kind of being a fan or how did that happen? Yeah, going to a lot of concerts and spending a lot of money on concerts. Yeah. And being like, I want to bring my camera in here and take pictures because I always do. So how could I do that? And I just kind of started reaching out to artists of shows I was already going to, like already had tickets for um, and saying like, if I take some pictures for you and send them to you, is it cool? Can I bring my camera in? Because venues have different rules. And then after a few of those kind of thing, then I was able to um, just kind of get a little bit of a reputation, build my website. And now that's pretty much been it. Like just, having a little bit of a portfolio and getting in under some people. And I shoot for a couple of like friends. I have a friend that runs a blog and I've shot for him before and those kind of things. Cool. Yeah. Um, Would you say that most of the live music photography you do now, is that on a like hiring basis or those gigs for you, or is it kind of still a mix of like fun and, uh, and work? Um, Like for the music stuff, do you mean? Yeah. The music stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's more like, do you mean, sorry, like just in the context of like what kind of work it is? Yeah, that's okay. I'll, I'll rephrase that. I think I said that strangely. Um, do you, are most of these shoots that you're doing, are they paid gigs or are you doing it more, you know, out of just for fun for you or what, what is that mix? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so most, I started out like not paid less, like less paid, um, because I wanted a few artists who wanted to kind of like work with me and see what I could do, see if I even really liked it. Um, and then I've started charging from there. So now I charge, like I have my whole PDF of pricing for shows and studios and all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Cool. 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 And since you brought up uh, pricing, um, how do you generally price your services and um, how long did it take you to get to the point where you felt comfortable pricing um, how you do? Um, so now, like I, I price my things just kind of, I used to price sort of 
based on my skill level, what mm-hmm. I felt like was my skill level. Um, and then I certain, like I was saying before, I kind of feel like at a certain level, we all get to the same place. And while there's people obviously that know more than me or less than me, I feel like the general skill set and knowledge is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we've kind of like covered that, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know. Like, I don't know how to answer this question properly. Um, Maybe. Can you like rephrase it one more time? Sure. Yeah. I want to answer properly. Yeah. What are your, what do your general packages look like? Um, If someone were come, you know, if I approached you and I want to hire you, um, I'm not getting married anytime soon, but (laughs) if you wanted to talk about your wedding packages and then also a package that you would give to a band, um, what do those look like? Um, Okay. So like the packages and stuff like that are like, yeah, they're based on, I would say my experience and my time. So like both forms of my packages music and weddings are like PDF form that come with a little spiel about what we're doing and who I am and a little bit about me um, and stuff like that. But it took like pricing is very different for music than it is for weddings. First of all, because mm-hmm. weddings are yeah like an, more of an expense. Um, oh, yeah. Music is hard. It's like hard to be a musician and everything costs money. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely different, but my pricing and wedding and stuff um, is because it is like my main income and my job. Um, I definitely raise my prices over the years and I'm still not comfortable with it. Like this year, my, prices went up um and I still have like for every 10 emails I send out I will get like two or three bookings out of those as opposed to beforehand where it felt like every time I sent an email I was getting a booking because my prices are higher but I also know that like I'm going to be able to deliver those people really good work and uh not burn myself out so and the price of everything has gone up so like it's really just adjusting for you right like Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult for everybody, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of just, and it's hard when you like compare based on other people's rates and stuff like that. Like you kind of have to go with what feels fair for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are there any photography trends that you can't stand? Oh, (laughs) Um, I think it would probably be, yeah, probably more so in the editing side of it though. I don't like overly warm photos. Like I used to edit more on the warm side. Um, and now I hate it. I just like, if it's not done properly, it leaves people's dresses and suits, not looking the right colors and stuff like that. And I feel like that's such a thing now to just bring the slider up and make them warm and call everything golden hour. So that's my only pettiness probably sure (laughs) and you know and maybe anything where they're throwing a wedding dress up because i don't love the floating wedding dress thing Mm. i would rather it be like dragging in the dirt behind you when you like run in the rain that's more my vibe than like perfectly floating dress yeah yeah. Yeah. a lot more natural Yeah. yeah um what would you say are the most annoying comments that you get from potential clients. Um, yeah, go go ahead with that. I would probably say what every photographer's is, is like the, can we have raw files question? Mm. Um, 
I don't get that anymore, like at all, luckily. Um, just I think when you raise your price point to a certain place, people stop questioning you. Mm-hmm. But that is always annoying because people don't understand that the file I'm giving them is quite literally it would be nothing. They couldn't even open it on their computer if I gave them that raw file unless they have, you know, Lightroom and Photoshop. So that's always quite annoying. Um, And then, I mean, I've had people ask to change my editing style, um, which to some degree is always like a little bit insulting, but if it's something like, you know, okay, well, would you mind just making us a tight, like a little bit brighter or, you know, we don't like black and white. So can we just not have any, like, it's not a huge deal. Um, but that, yeah, that doesn't annoy me so much as it's just kind of like, okay, sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, do you ever get people asking for very specific things in their photos or very specific edits or anything like that? I used to have a lot of like body stuff, like a lot mm. of people being like, oh, you know, my double chin and like my rolls and like this and that. But I mean, like my contract is is now seven pages long and it's, very heavy on the I'm not doing that like Mm -hmm. if you have a pimple or something that's going to be here today gone tomorrow that's cool but if this is who you are and how you look I'm not going to change that and that was kind of hard for I would say a few people that I've had in the past because they really didn't understand why I couldn't just change it to how Mm -hmm. they wanted to look but Mm -hmm. it's just not my principle and not something I believe in so I have to stand fast on that yeah yeah do you get um obviously now that you've you've raised your price and you're you've got you know all the all the professional tools at hand um I doubt that you're getting this as much but do you get any comments about your pricing these days um yeah I, Mm I mean yeah there's still people who will ask like are your rates cheaper during this time of year? Or mm. um, if we don't do the engagement shoot, can we knock some of the price off? Or if we don't do the engagement shoot, can we just like add extra time to the wedding? Um, usually those kind of things in lieu a little bit more of like actual money mm-hmm. um, or just like trading engagement sessions for things. But I really value the engagement shoot. So if somebody doesn't want to do it, like it's no different in their like their wedding package or anything like that. It's not something that they would get a deal on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that a lot of photographers get that kind of, um, get the comment where somebody's like, you know, anyone could just take a photo, you know, why can't you do it for cheaper for free or whatever? Do you get yeah. any of those anymore? Um, I mean, I've had like, <laughs> sometimes guests come up and be like, Oh, I bet that like camera takes a good picture and things like that, where it's like, okay, so it's actually me taking the good picture, but Yes. Not the camera, but other than that, not so much because I think just with my prices being what they are now, it's not so much people um, like budget shopping. It's more people who know what the investment is going to be. Good. Good. Um, What does your equipment wish list look like? Um, Are there any, any cameras you'd like to upgrade to any new lenses, any, any, uh, props, anything that you're you'd love to get in the future that's kind of on your wish list? Um, I would say I'm probably boring with those things because I'm not at all a gearhead. Like yeah. I'm I'm very much a like I'll try anything because I think it's all interesting. Like my film cameras, I don't even think I have one by the same 
brand. I have like five and they're all different. Um, So I'd probably just get more film cameras, like, and maybe some flashes, try out some stuff like that. Um, Because, yeah, I just don't really believe the camera or anything makes the photographer. I've seen some amazing photos done on cameras that are like, you know, my first camera I ever bought with my own money. So I think it's just very, um, like, it just depends. I'd rather invest probably in like film and stuff like that. Cause it's so much fun for me. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Um, what equipment would you suggest to a, uh, a new budding photographer who's just starting out? Um, and do you have any industry advice as well? Um, new equipment would probably be like, you could start like my first camera was great. They're still making them the Canon rebels. I honestly don't know too much about them anymore, but like if you're just starting out, as long as you have something that shoots manual, that's your biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to learn how to shoot manual, starting with film is the way to go to, and you can get a film camera for way cheaper than you can get a digital camera too. So if you wanted a Canon AE one is my favorite 35 mil camera and it's like under $300, um, usually with a lens. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's a great one. And then Canon Rubble, if you want to go digital, but I would just say kind of try everything, like I was saying, and don't be afraid to like do stuff that you wouldn't typically think is for you. Um, because you, you really don't know, like you really have no idea until you try and the thing that you thought you like, you could end up hating. So yeah. it's worth giving it all a go. Yeah. Um, can you tell me, uh, one of the worst gigs that you've ever worked? Hmm. I had a wedding like years ago now, mm-hmm. um, that there was a fight that broke out oh, um, between the family, like in the wedding. Yeah. And it was like, I can't remember exactly. It was like a mother, like mother of bride or groom and like aunts oh, no. and uncles. And they ended up getting in like a physical altercation. Oh, I was actually god. like sent home two hours. Early. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Short like, day for you. I want pictures of this so you can just go. I'm like, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, good that it didn't directly involve you. That's a good no. thing. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> Definitely that's not. The, that's the upside there. Um, <laughs> and can you tell me about one of the your favorite gigs that you've ever worked? My favorite is probably this year, well, this past year, 2022, um, I photographed a wedding in Scotland and we got to do their like pre-wedding shoot in the Scottish Highlands. And then we did their wedding in a castle and it was amazing. It was only like 20 or so people, like just an intimate wedding. It was really, really cool. Gorgeous. I just pulled up your Instagram and seeing you have that, um, that tagged at the top here. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The pins there. Yeah. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Yes. Cool. Yeah. How was that? Do you um, have you ever traveled for work like that? Yeah, I've done like Mexico, Dominican, Scotland. I have one coming up in Boston this year, which is exciting. Maybe Vermont. I'm waiting to hear from. I try to travel as much as I can for work yeah. um, because I love to travel and it's obviously a much more affordable way to do it. Mm-hmm. So I try to advertise myself that way as much as possible. And it mm-hmm. kind of lends its hand to the elopement and intimate wedding stuff too, like people going out of country to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If, um, if it does, if your gig does require travel, does that get added to your packages or anything? 
Yeah. So it depends on like what it is. Like Mm -hmm. if they're like, I've done it before in the past where if they're getting married on a resort, um, I can go with my husband. He'll shoot with me um, because he's my assistant. And then one of my best friends is also my other assistant. And if like we want to stay the seven days kind of thing, then like we're obviously like whatever they pay us for the wedding. If there's nothing else covered, then we're paying out of our own pocket for that. Um, But if I'm going to a resort, I wouldn't typically charge travel because I'm going to be staying on that resort. If I was going somewhere that was like, I'm only going to be there for two or three days or something like that. Um, and I'm not making any me time out of it or anything like that. Then I've, I've got to charge travel because the flight alone and stuff, if I'm not booking like an all inclusive package is so expensive. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Um, what do you hate about what you do? Um, probably the lack of routine because I think mm-hmm. I would thrive in an environment with more structure. Like, in fact, I know I would, it's like been told to me, mm-hmm. but I just have a really hard time self-regulating. So mm-hmm. my job makes it hard to do that. Cause I'm like just holding myself accountable. And my husband is also self-employed. So he's home all the time. I'm home all the time and it can get really easy to not want to do work (laughs) yeah absolutely Uh, what did your husband do he is like a tattoo apprentice and he also owns his own um buildings he's a landlord so sweet cool yeah lots of art a very artsy couple yes yeah definitely yeah and um what do you think um you can do but also maybe um socially you know we as a society can do to uh to help what you hate about your job? Um, are there things that can change? Um, hmm. I don't know. I would say probably just maybe more of a normalized sort of routine, like across the board for everybody, like mm-hmm. whether there's like working school days, all of those kind of things um, might be beneficial because yeah, we don't work typically the same hours. I mean, like I, I, I work all over, like I, sometimes I'm working at 6am and then I'm going all the way till 11 other days. I'm not. And I just feel like maybe as a society, if we had like a more regulated work system type thing that everybody could be on, um, then it might be easier to like, mm-hmm. you know, line those things up kind of. Mm-hmm. Do you think that maybe more protections, more resources for like gig workers? Do you think that would be helpful as well? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um what do you love about what you do? Um kind of what I was saying earlier, like even on the worst day, what it feels like might be the worst day because you're tired and it's like hot and there's bugs or whatever, yeah. or things go wrong, it's still gonna be a really good day because people are getting married and it's the best day of their life. So mm-hmm truly as bad as it's been it's completely completely like overridden by that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um uh and just uh one one question i'm interested about did you end up hiring a photographer for your wedding 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Cool. Um, yeah, she's from Hamilton. Um, and I found her, I think through Instagram as well. And Ray Connell is her name and she's amazing. Nice. And she also probably is a big reason I started shooting the film because she shot some film with me and my husband at our wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got married in October of 2020. Um or of 2021? No, mm-hmm. of 2020? Mm-hmm. No, of 2021. Oh my God, we're in 2023 now. I've got the days all, oh God. the years all mixed up. I know. Um, but yeah, she was, she was amazing. And it was weird because her style at that time was nothing like mine. Like I was very much in my dark and moody editing phase and mm-hmm. I wanted nothing like my own work. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad I chose her because it's a super timeless Uh, kind of style that she has and it was super timeless and it still is super timeless so our photos feel great even now like two years later beautiful yeah um, what are you working on currently and uh, what can we look forward to seeing from you um i am currently working more on personal projects so i'm amping up for this wedding year so i obviously have a lot of exciting weddings coming up um like i said some destination stuff which will be fun and then in my personal side I just have like my Lipsaco JPEG film account I'm doing a lot of um, artist work and then I'm also working on a book that I hope to be done um, in May that I'm writing in kind of collaboration with an artist that I started working with and really connected um, with his music and stuff so he is living in the UK right now and coming home I don't know, hopefully in the next two years, and he's going to be releasing an album, um, the one that I've been writing about in the book. So I'm really excited about that. That's probably my biggest and most like anticipated project. But cool. everything else is kind of always, always exciting because it's good things like people getting married and celebrating and stuff like that. Yeah. So that book, that's not a, it's not a photo book. It's, um, it's a written Piece. It's written, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's accompanied with photos. So mm-hmm. even on the pages, um, like there'll be some pages with just photos and then some pages that'll have photo and words. Um, but there'll definitely be no pages, just completely words, because I want it to be a big culmination of both. Amazing. Have you always been passionate about writing or is that something new? Yeah, no, I've always been passionate about it. Um, I loved it growing up. I just never... I don't know. I just never got super into it because I think I got super absorbed in photography, but it's kind of neat the way it's coming together now. Um, And it's fun. It's like a little cathartic release. Amazing. Do do we have a timeline on that? I'm hoping to be done by May and I want it to come out this year because his record, um, he wants to put out like next year sometime. So it's kind of got to lead into that record because, um, it'll make sense for people hearing the record and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And I'll keep my eye out for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's really, it's fun. It's a lot of fun for sure. And it's cool working with different people and all that stuff too creatively. It's very fulfilling. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's probably only so many collaborations you can do with that one medium, you know, photography. Um, so having that second medium and collaborating like that was really cool. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, well, thank you, Liv, so much for uh, joining me tonight. This is fun. It was fun to talk to you. 
Thank you. I hope that I answered everything in a way that made sense. You totally <laughs> I did. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And yeah, thank you for your patience and actually making this work. This took a long time, but we I did know. it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. And uh, everybody listening, you can go find Liv again um, at uh, Liv Sacco JPEG on Instagram and Liv Sacco Photo for her wedding account. And uh, on her website, uh, Liv Sacco JPEG dot um, and then, sorry, there's also, was there LiveSacco? Yeah, it's just www.livesacco.ca for my weddings. There we go. Pretty straightforward. That's it. Amazing. All right. Well, everybody go check her out. And um, yeah, thank you so much again. Thank you so much for having me. I'm sure we'll talk again shortly. We totally will. You have a great night. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.